Hey everybody, welcome to today's Lunch and Learn. For some reason, Jessica asked me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Uh, everybody here knows me. My name is Jeremy Burgess. I've been in real estate for 11 years. Made and lost a couple fortunes, lots of ups, lots of downs. I uh, don't come from a particularly great background, so I've had a lot of extra challenges. So welcome to the mindset of Jeremy, and I apologize in advance. Disclaimer. I'm a sales guy, and this is what works for me. Seek professional help, and while I'm flattered to be asked to speak about this, I still struggle with everything I'm about to share with you, all right? So, for me, my mental health has been a terrible struggle. Insecurity, negative self-talk, depression, anxiety, arrogance, self-deception, and through the years, I've been able to find a few approaches that are more effective than others, your mileage may vary. Here we go, but we need to start with, I read this quote and I can't remember who did it and I couldn't find it when I Googled it. It's impossible to improve without looking at yourself with a critical eye. So that's a lot about what this is about, right? That's easier said than done and I don't want to confuse this with negative self-talk, negative superego, um, beating yourself up, you know, that kind of downward. Um, it's really easy to get into when you start looking at yourself with a critical eye, right? So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about beating yourself up or feeling bad about making mistakes. We're talking about evaluating yourself as honestly as you possibly can. And the goal is to be critical without beating ourselves up, right? Brutally honest, trying to let go of the judgment, right? And also building a business is an extremely challenging endeavor and not as a, only as a difficult, but many of us choose to get into business right after some sort of event that happens in life, right? Um, maybe you watch your parents lose their pension and you realize you don't want to be the corporate person. Um, perhaps you were laid off or fired, bad economy, right? Divorce, death in the family, um, imminent, something like that it brings you here. Failure of another business for me, right? Um, or for some people, they just despise their job for so long, they just finally decide to do something else. So you're kind of doing two things. You're starting a new business and you're trying to create a new you at the same time, right? And this is where your past behaviors and mindset, you're kind of like dragging along, for lack of a better term, a lot of dead weight behind you. So now that you need new skills about a new business, you need a new mindset and a new you and we don't want our old life and old results and perhaps you maybe don't even like who you are or were um, this is all normal that's a good thing all right this is all normal um, but we're gonna create our new self and for all the intents and purposes uh, our mind is fitting where we start and stay there right so a great attitude about daunting challenges goes a long way so I think it starts with attitude right um, the very beginning, it's more like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, right? Or as I like to say a little bit more crudely, you must eat shit, don't nibble, right? Choke that shit down as fast as you can. I recommend more like an apprentice and the master as an attitude beginning any new venture. And that's right out of Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point, where he talks about it takes 10,000 hours to be a master at something, right? So when I say daunting, I mean daunting when you're starting in this business and you're trying to keep, or any business really, any new venture, real estate or outside of real estate, 
Now, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master, right? Depending on the number of hours you work in a day, that's anywhere from five to 10 years. And as daunting as that is, it's actually worse. Uh, when you consider the rate at which business is changing because of politics and technology, geopolitics too, right? We're a global economy now. What happens in Germany is very easily affects here and vice versa, right? The whole world watches America and what we do and how we do it. Uh, that rate of change is increasing. So the likelihood is we're always, from now on, going to be an apprentice, period, right? And we're very unlikely to be a master of anything for very long. And that's just a reality of the global economy right now, right? And I see that rate of change increasing, right? So when I look back, when I started real estate 11 years ago, very little of it had much to do with what I'm doing now. There were actually still books back then, right around 2005. And now everything is online and now we have apps and I look at it, it's just amazing the access to information we have and how much easier it is to do a lot of our job. And that also creates a lot of challenges, right? It's a lot of new things we have to learn. Uh, can't always just count on picking up the phone book and working through there. We, we gotta go new places, meet people where they're at. Um, so I want you to embrace the attitude that I'm glad it's difficult and I'm happy it's challenging. I'm happy I get to show my spouse, my boss, my team members, my clients, my friends, how bad I want this and how hard I'm willing to work to get it, right? And when I say fake it till you make it, I'm talking about the attitude not lies about your accomplishments. I think a lot of people read in that the wrong thing or maybe they bring it with them, right? Fake your attitude if you have to. When I started, I had a piss poor attitude. Some days I still have to fake it, frankly, right? Don't lie about what you're doing, but if you have to pretend to embrace the challenge, I recommend that, right? Also embrace a problem-solving attitude. It takes work to get a deal closed. And unfortunately, you can't do it all on your own. So you're relying on a lot of people, you're, a lot of cooperation from a lot of different people, some on your team, some not on your team, right? And I think it helps, especially with the bar being so low in this industry and in most industries, right? To think that your client didn't hire you to complain about what other people were doing, right? Because often we end up doing the work we shouldn't really be doing that somebody else is getting paid to do and that's a very frustrating thing so and I don't like the hands-off approach right I'm hands-off until things go wrong and then I'm in it doing everything and I think that's an attitude you need to have a problem-solving attitude because this happens a lot and it's incredibly frustrating especially on the lower end properties which are harder to close you're looking at your commission we've all been there right just, just remember your clients hired you to do that. And, it, and to me, it doesn't matter the exact moment it happens, right? You just gotta do it, you gotta get it done. And I've seen a lot of people let deals die because they refuse to do another person's work because they aren't being paid for it or it isn't their job or it's not fair. Some of these people used to be on our team, they're no longer here, right? Client didn't hire you to complain about the work other people aren't doing. They hired you to help them buy or sell their house, and you only get paid if you do it. Get the deal done first, then address the situation. For me, I personally want my clients to 
to feel and know that if they sign with me, I will close the deal. And considering how low the bar is in this industry, expect to experience this often. Stay vigilant, be relentless, and probably the most difficult thing and something I've only slightly mastered the last couple of years is just be a little bit more pragmatic. Don't be dogmatic, at least until the transaction is closed, right? You work for them. Also, beginnings are difficult, right? Anything we start is difficult. Don't expect people to hire you just because you're family and friends. I think this is why a lot of people struggle with working sphere of influence, friends and family, right? I think it's a bad attitude. You know, like, oh, you're my friend, you should just give me business. And I think for a lot of people when they experience that, some people certainly will, regardless, right? Uh, we definitely need to help those people out uh, more than anybody else, but if you earn your friends and family's business, I think that is a, a much better way to start. Also, when you're starting something new, how many people actually stick with it? I think it's important that you prove to them over time that you are the right choice, right? It's very difficult to think about playing the long game, uh, but that's what I think we have to do. We got, we got to think in terms of quarter centuries, right? The lifetime, uh, lifetime value of a customer and doing the right thing. Can we get their business? Well, we missed them this year. Can we get them in two or three years? Can we get them in seven years? And then once we get them, can we keep them for a quarter century or more? Can we get their friends? Can we get their family? It could be very frustrating and especially to lose business to inferior agents, right? Who will list a house at an incorrect price or say and do things to get the listing and lead their client astray. Uh, and a lot of people get down on that. Even I do sometimes. I get very upset. Then you go look in, you log into the MLS, and you see how little marketing is being done. They didn't pay for pro, you know. And you're like, how did I lose business to that? And you take it personally. Got to stretch that thing out. Long game. This is only a fraction of the time, right? Um, I think the best way to play the long game is to come from a place of contribution, right? Add value consistently over time. So this needs to be your mindset, like, I lost it for whatever reason, it wasn't personal, they didn't know any better, I'm going to prove to them that I'm the right choice so I get them the next time. And the numbers play this out, right? 80% of people don't use the realtor they used the first time. So literally the pickings are ripe here, especially if you think in a long enough timeline. If, if you're looking at it today, not so good, seven years, uh, I, I like your odds if you're thinking that this way. Um, do your best to avoid asking for business without giving first, right? Now, if somebody gives you business, take it. Right, I'm not, I'm not, don't be silly, right? Try not to ask without giving. Build your relationship bank account, right? It's an investment, and like any other investment, you must deposit more than you withdraw. And this does take time. So I kind of did this on accident when I started Renegade Detroit Investors. I didn't—I was never going to be a realtor. And if you told me I was going to be a realtor, I'd call you a liar. Um, but I didn't like the other clubs. So I started one that I thought I would like better. And I created this network. And I was trying to add value to people. And I was really trying to learn from myself as well. And I, I accidentally built this network where I did this without being intentional about it. Whereas the last three years have been far more intentional about it. Um, I created a podcast. I got YouTube series. I help people out on Facebook. If they send me messages, wholesalers, investors, can I help improve their business? 
seller calls. I put together a free wholesaler series to try and help people out. You know, I'll pretty much take a call with anyone, answer anybody's email within reason, answer anybody's Facebook message, all that. And, and kind of how I'm looking at it, it's like farming. I, I'm making deposits for the future. I know it's brutal. I know a lot of it's not going to pan out too, right? Just like nature. But I don't get to harvest if I don't plant. And I don't manage and I don't do these things. So I, I be patient. Um, it does take time. And yeah, there are some people who, yeah. I mean, I can personally attest to that. And not just how you do it, but the effectiveness of the way that you do it. We've been investing in each other for the past two months at least pretty heavily. And I mean, I'm doing my move on Saturday and I'm taking time out of my move to help you with an open house because I feel indebted to you and the relational currencies that you've built with me. That's exactly right. Now, we don't do it to get people to do things for us, though. That's the important thing. But we do it to prove to people that we should be taking seriously. That way, when you do ask, you dramatically increase your chances of getting a yes, right? You've, you've given somebody more than you've taken. That's, that's the important part, I think. Um, and some people do take advantage of this attitude. And I don't know what to say. It's just life, right? Uh, don't let the parasites get you down. Or dissuade you from this mindset. Apply time and prune when necessary. Also, I have a bad attitude about failure, frankly. I was not raised in a good family. Failure was used like to beat me to death. But unfortunately, failure and success are together. There's just no way around it. You cannot be successful without failing. In fact, you can't be successful without failing a lot. You're just going to fail all the time to the day you die. I hate it, right? I fucking hate failure. I, I mean, it's miserable. It's not fun. I hate it all, especially in a competitive and demanding industry. You will look sound and feel stupid for weeks, months, or years. And when I became an agent, I already had like 400 plus transactions, but they're all cash transactions, almost all cash transactions. And I'm in my first real estate closing and two title companies show up. And I just have no idea, right? It's like, why do we have two title companies? For I had no clue. So yeah, I made myself look like an idiot in front of everybody there, and that's fine. And that's one of the least offensive uh, things I can come up with for feeling like an idiot, but it's gonna happen a lot. It's very normal. Um, growth, especially rapid growth, means these kind of mistakes, right? Bad judgment, errors, lost clients, bad reviews, and a host of other terrible results. It's important to remember that any individual or organization that is growing quickly will experience this, right? Everyone makes these mistakes too. We all those people in our life who like to tell you about every mistake you make, right? Like they don't, they don't make mistakes, make you feel bad about it, right? I'm not saying you should feel good about your mistakes or your errors or things like that. However, just know that it's gonna happen no matter what. And the attitude I'd like you to adopt I like to dwell on things and beat myself up, right? Wrong attitude. The right attitude is, this is an amazing opportunity to build a better relationship, right? Were you honest with yourself and your client about your failure? And what can you do to make it better? Did you effectively communicate that to your client and yourself? And can, we, can you let it go once you've done it, right? Um, I somehow missed a text call and an email from a listing client and damn near lost a listing. And what I didn't do was make up some bullshit about, I was like, hey, I don't know how I missed that, I apologize, I screwed that up. 
So I just admit it, move forward. Here's what we're going to do moving forward. Scheduled his pictures right away. And, and two days later, he was high-fiving me again, right? We all make mistakes, and I think most reasonable people know we make mistakes. Um, however, it's what we do after we make those mistakes or errors that prove the kind of relationship value we have with our clients, right? And that attitude is... It's an amazing opportunity to build a better relationship with a client. That, for me, really helps, right? Um, I also was fired by a buyer because I, I signed a buyer exclusive and then completely forgot about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed about that, right? I was doing a lot of stuff. I was growing real fast, trying to expand my business. He just sent me an email one day. Yep, you're fired. You haven't responded to any of my emails. And I was like, how did I miss this? I went back and he did send the emails and I... I did miss them and I just hit reply. I don't know how I missed all your emails. I apologize about that. Good luck. All right, don't make excuses for yourself, but understand you're going to do these things, right? And the fact is, if we're not at least somewhat stressed, I don't think we're trying hard enough, right? You kind of got to make mistakes. You kind of got to go, in my opinion, a little too far to know how far to go. That's just me. That's my mileage. Um, I like to keep my life somewhat uncomfortable. Uh, also, I haven't taken a lot of bad advice in life. I think we should model, obviously, right, successful behavior and habits. Uh, for me, find someone who is doing what you want and has what you want successfully and attempt to model their behavior. And I think it's important you make sure it's someone you admire. Uh, and be careful. It's easy to admire behavior and be affected, or it's, it's easy to be in a bad environment and model behavior inadvertently of people we don't admire, right? If we're not really intentional about it, especially depending on where you're starting in life, right? For some of us, it's family. For others, it's friends, whatever. Maybe it's a bad work culture, something like that, right? I think kind of know uh, what I'm talking about. I made this mistake in my second business um, I was not surrounded by great people that I admired. And frankly, it showed up everywhere in my business and my life. And it's one of the great lessons I, I learned from that. Very expensive lesson, however, but uh, I'm glad I learned it young, or relatively young. You truly can't afford to have the wrong people around you. You can't. I know we have some people on this team going through this shit right now, too, who aren't here. I won't mention by name, but... You truly can't have these people in your life. They, they are not going to do good things for you, and you need to model good behavior, not bad behavior. You need to keep excellent company and try and be a great example to everyone around you, right? Which probably leads me to one of the most difficult parts, especially if you're young or particularly social, right? The conflict is inevitable. Changing your mindset is very likely to cause immediate conflict in your life. People are accustomed to how you were, and now you're trying to do and be someone else, right? Spouses, family members, friends, coworkers, sometimes aren't always as supportive as we would like them to be, right? Maybe it's deserved too. Maybe you're the person who's tried to change multiple times, right? Maybe you've earned this reputation to a certain extent, if we're being brutally honest with ourselves, but maybe not. Maybe we are turning this corner, right? Um, some people are going to feel real insecure about this, right? 
especially if you push yourself real hard. And this is going to come out in a lot of different ways. Um, some people are going to excuse your past performances, right? Kind of be a syncophant about it. Give you some platitudes, you know, you tried your best. Why do you work so hard? I think you're fine the way you are. I think we, the enablers of poor performance, right? And poor attitudes. Others kind of are a little bit more active about it. They want to they tear you down. You can't do that. You're stupid. Why don't you get a real job? Can't tell you how many times I heard that one. That will never work. Sometimes they're a little bit more passive aggressive. You know, they're no longer invited out on the weekends or invited to the parties or holidays. You stop getting the Christmas cards. You know, get unfriended on Facebook, but they don't say anything. On the extreme, you might be rejected completely. Completely cast out. And depending on the mistakes you made previously, some people may never accept the new you, and you gotta accept that too. You know, depending on the errors you made and the things you gotta atone for, some people are never gonna give you that second chance, and that's normal too. This is a lonely spot, being in the middle between your old life and your new life, right? And it can be tough, but it's also completely normal. It's supposed to feel terrible, so I say adopt an attitude of lean into it, right? New circles await you, the people who truly care about you, um, it'll become obvious over time. You'll see that applying time solves a lot of problems. And don't take advice from those who haven't done what you want to do. Most of it is well-intentioned, but you have to look at the person who's given you the advice. The person giving you business advice has been a government employee their entire life. You know, that, that's not going to work. Uh, the, somebody who's divorced giving you advice on a happy marriage, probably not the best place, right? Make sure you get your advice from people who are who have what you want and are doing what you want. And that sometimes means rejecting advice from some of the closest people to us, people we care about the most. And that could be a difficult thing for them to accept, which might bring us back up to the conflict is inevitable, right? Uh, this is a difficult, this was very difficult for me. Um, I struggle with this. What helped was a target. Right, so when everything's falling down around you and you're trying to do something new, I think it's really important to have a strong idea about where you want to go. I think it's necessary, right? If you don't have a strong idea where you want to go, it's just too easy to fall prey to all the things happening around you, right? Then you set some sort of goal, and it really doesn't matter what, right? It's just, it's a goal where it's worth waking up early, it's worth staying up late, it's worth making new friends, it's worth pushing through the challenges, worth making the mistakes, worth being embarrassed, you know, all that. Um, and if you have too many days in a row where you aren't that motivated, I think it's important to go back and find a better reason. It probably means our reason wasn't good enough, right? So, like, okay, one or two days, that's, that's going to normal. You're not going to feel great every day, right? But if it, if it runs in there weeks and months... Go back and evaluate your why. And I have to actually write these things out sometimes too. Like, why is it important to change this behavior? Why is my goal important? And like physically write it out to convince myself that way. When the alarm goes off at 4.30, I don't sleep through it for two hours, I wake up, right? And I think that's important. If you don't have that, I think you're very unlikely to persist long over time, right? Um, find a good enough reason, write it down, and 
if you can't find one and you, you're not doing it, I think your job is to find that reason. So if you're consistently not doing it over time, I think you need to reevaluate, completely stop what you're doing, and find or make that reason, right? Uh, and I think it's also important to have an attitude that you need to do what you need to do despite how you feel. I don't know about you guys, I don't have too many days where I, I feel like doing what I do, right? It's difficult, but we do. It's an emotional job. We're dealing with the biggest purchase or sale of somebody's life. They're gonna raise their families and these houses. There's mortgages, there's multiple people. We got personalities, we got dysfunctional relationships. We gotta work with coworkers, other people. Sometimes you get up to your email, you got 100 email, apparently there's how many text messages, all that, clients backing out of deals, clients changing their minds. Get, uh, this happens, right? It's, it's, very, it's a very challenging thing to, to work for. So I don't feel that great most days I start. It doesn't matter. You, you got to do it anyway. And this is where I think um, habits really, really come into play. If I look at the success I've had over the last three years, it's been a huge focus on just cry, trying to create certain habits, like my habit of prospecting. I've really gone out of my way for the last three years to create prospecting habits. And when I joined the Delia group, uh, I made a choice pretty much within the first couple of weeks after I joined not to take any leads from the organization. Because I saw what happened to some agents, most of whom are not here anymore, when their attitude was to rely completely on the organization for, for leads and for their success. And I, for me, that was a bad attitude, and I'm a person of extremes, frankly. So I decided right off the bat that I would only self-gen my own stuff, that I wanted to learn all the business, even though that made my first six months pretty rough, right? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't have the, the real estate, retail real estate skills. I had a bunch of skills from the investor world, and some of them translated but not all of them. The, the retail game is a slower game. It's a period of time, whereas the wholesale game is more about motivation and opportunity, right? Retail is more about relationships, staying in front of them, adding value over time. So self-ginning all those leads and also the investor community, they hate real estate agents and I don't blame them. I hated real estate agents for years. I still do actually, most of you guys. Can't wait till you're selling pencils out of a cup on the side of the road, you. Um, however, it's worth earning that business and it just <clears throat> takes longer. These prospecting habits I created have served me well. I'm also not a very organized person. Evernote, CRMs, I've created the last three years habits of staying organized and creating time in my schedule to follow up with those people, right? I don't particularly like technology, which I use a lot of it, but I don't like it. I'd much rather be outside with a shovel and an ax with my dog. You're not farming, <laughs> not messing around with Evernote and Facebook Live and all these other things. Change that attitude. You got to adopt it. You got to use it. I am now significantly more organized. My follow-up game is significantly better. I've built better relationships. These habits have really helped, and I made time for them in my schedule every day. And I still struggle with that, frankly. You know. That's why it is a habit, and that's why you gotta, you gotta do it every day. Um, some trigger, some triggers or warning signs 
that you might need to change your mindset, right? You'll hear it in others too before you hear it in yourself. If you're being honest with yourself, at least maybe I'm just talking about myself. I'm gonna give you some, right? If you end up saying, thinking, or feeling any of these things, I think you need to slow down, right? Um, why didn't they do that for me? Why can't I get anything right? I know better than you, I'm the best. If you find yourself excessively criticizing others, you say that's not fair, you think that's not fair, that should have been mine, or um, well, this one's really bad for me, right? I do all these, by the way. I should have credit for that accomplishment. Ooh, gotta feed the ego, right? It wasn't me, it was some other external reason. We had that happen in Bold yesterday with um, one of our guys. He had every reason in the book why he couldn't show up on time, right? Uh, or the silly person, Mercury's in retrograde. I've actually had people give me this as an excuse. I never do that. Um, you must think I'm stupid. Will she approve of my actions? I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I can't do that. What if other people find out? That's probably not a good place to be. Or if you find yourself like consistently worrying about what other people think. For me, these are all triggers that I need to go back to what I was talking about in the beginning and change my attitude about approaching these things, right? These, these are all the things where I'm like, okay, this is, this is how I'm gonna get thrown off. Uh, and if you have, I have a tendency to get stuck in deep ruts and these kind of things. So I've got some things I've done to help shorten the amount of time I stay in the rut and get out of the rut faster, right? So I have some practical applications if you find yourself stuck and struggling. First, I think you just gotta move. I think sitting, not moving, you'll, you'll notice that's why I stand all the time. That's why when I do a lot of my work, I walk and then move all the time. That's not an accident. I'm trying to change my behavior and improve my attitude about the work I'm doing and it's reflected in the results. My business has increased dramatically since I quit sitting for work about three years ago now. So, and I move a lot too. So it's hard to feel bad about yourself if you, if you just move. And for some people like Carolyn, Forrest Gump over there, she might run nine miles, right? Like whatever it, I think that stuff really does help. Whatever your movement is, work out, work out, stand up, do things, right? Also eat better. It is amazing how your diet can affect Guido. <laughs> I'm going to need a piece of your pizza here in a minute, so do as I say, not as I do. Uh, how your diet can affect your energy level, right? This is a demanding business. you got to wake up early, especially in the beginning. Your first two or three years are the toughest. Wake up early, work hard all day, and you're just shoveling shit into your mouth, having crashes, all that, especially if you're already feeling down or prone to feeling down or having anxiety and then you don't move, and then you start eating a bunch of crap food. So I say get rid of sugar as much as possible. Um, dress better. I think the better you dress, the harder it is to feel bad about yourself, right? Feel just a little bit better. We're just talking about the inches I think are anywhere. Get more sleep. For some people, that's not a problem. For me, I have to remind myself, get more sleep. You wake up too many days in a world crabby, tired, you know, like, short with people, all that, you have a bad attitude, you might just need a decent night's sleep, right? Like a good meal as well. Seems silly to say some of these things. Um, I have this problem too, take breaks. We are not machines. I like to think I'm a machine, but uh, it is not. So take, take regular breaks if you need it. 
and don't be afraid to ask for help, right? So, I also, for me, I like to remember, as I wrap this up, that uh, we are just a bunch of dumb space apes on a rock orbiting a multi-billion year nuclear explosion that will eventually engulf Earth and wipe out any trace that we ever existed and we won't even be remembered. So, man, relax. You know, nobody's going to care at the end. Anyway, you're not even going to be here. So, um, hope this was helpful. Go forth and crush it. There you go.